This is The Immigrant View, a podcast for immigrants by immigrants. Welcome to the show. The Immigrant View is brought to you by ImmigrantNetworks.com. Sure. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another wonderful, exciting edition of The Immigrant View. My name is Ayo Oweduni. It's a new year. As we say in Nigeria, new year, new me. You know, um, today we're diving into a job search series that we're going to be putting together, putting on the website, um, also on the podcast to give you an opportunity if you are searching for a job, if you're looking to move from uh, the job that you're in right now to a better job opportunity for yourself. This is the podcast to listen to, you know. This year, we got a report saying that Canada, we brought in over 400,000 immigrants, which shattered the previous record, which is quite amazing, especially doing that during the pandemic. Mm. Now, looking beyond that, Canada is looking to bring in a lot more people in 2022, 2023, and moving forward as well. So with that said, those are people that are going to be looking for jobs. With that said, those are people that are going to be joining you when it comes to the job search opportunity. With that said, uh, we're talking about the Canadians that were born and raised here and everyone else in between that are all looking uh, to get that position. So this podcast is to set you apart. This podcast is to give you the ultimate competitive edge. This podcast is to get you ready for those great, amazing opportunities. I have a very special guest who's joining us today, and she is going to be walking you through what you can do to be able to set yourself apart. Remember, this is a series, so we're going to be spending time. I don't want to rush through this topic because I feel like this is something that comes up regularly. So we're going to be talking about, you know, key mistakes that immigrants make when applying for jobs. We're going to be looking as well as how do you prepare for those job interviews? How do you search for jobs? How do you apply for those jobs? And then also, how do you negotiate uh, when it is time to go through that negotiation period? So I have today with me the co-founder of the Workers' Journal, and she's also a co-founder of a children's education charity uh, called NOMA. I hope I said Mm -hmm. that properly. That's correct. Yeah. (laughs) She is a career coach as well. And um, this is something just like you and me, we've all gone through this process before when we first either emigrated to a a new country or uh, we just graduated from university and we're looking to join the workforce. So here's an opportunity to learn, grab your pen, paper. We have Eunice Asante. Eunice, I I have two Ghanaians joining me on the program. (laughs) This is exciting. I only know a few Ghanaian words, etc. And Aquaba, you know, but it doesn't go beyond that. that. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good attempt, Ayo, a very good attempt. Um, thank you so much for having me. Um, just what a privilege to be here on your platform and to be able to, you know, hopefully share some information that will be of value to your audience. Um, so why don't I just give some background about me and how I got started in, in this? Um so um, 
at six months pregnant, I found out that I was being made redundant from a flagship project that I started and ran from the ground up for a a huge national charity in the UK. Mm. And so after like getting over just the shock of, um, you know, just that I was going to, that I was in this position, um, I decided to see this as an opportunity that life was giving me to do something different. Um, So after brainstorming with my husband, it dawned on me actually that some of the best parts of not just that job, but my whole like 15 year career was actually the recruitment side. I really love being able to meet with candidates, um, provide feedback and help them through the um, help them through the whole interviewing process, help them to understand what they needed to do to be successful. And so after I got over the shock of being made redundant and had my baby boy, I decided to focus on this area as a, as a new career transition for myself. Um, I decided to focus on how I could help professionals ace the job hunting process, whether that's searching for jobs, interviewing, negotiating a better package, or even transitioning into a new career or developing their career. Um, So me and my husband came together and we decided to take it as one step further and we created the Workers' Journal, which is our blog where we post weekly content that really serves the professional community. And it's all the type of stuff that I wish I had access to. You know, how do you negotiate your salary? You know, when is it time to change careers um what should a good manager be doing all these kind of questions that are sometimes you know a bit awkward to ask in the workplace but you need that information and so yeah our blog is supposed to be a resource that people can go and access this information and then in conjunction to that I provide career coaching and support for people that that want that and so you know again I'm really happy to be here to be able to share content that's going to be I hope helpful to your audience as they think about how they transition from wherever they are in the world to Canada and that's from an employment perspective. Fantastic and by the way the the website once again theworkersjournal.com theworkersjournal.com I'm actually on the website now there's a there's a great test that you can take to this to figure out what kind of worker you are, uh, just to give you some sort of idea um, as you're going into the workforce. But today for our conversation, uh, we're looking at um, the job search process. Am I correct? Yeah, that's absolutely right. And, you know, when in thinking about, you know, what I talked to your audience about, I just thought, actually, this is, it's a really, really fundamental process. And if done correctly, it makes the difference between how someone experiences their transition. Um, Because moving to a a new country is huge. And and looking for being able to find and secure a job is such an important part. I mean, if you take away just the, the financial aspect of it, you know, we know that being able to find a job in a new country means that you are better immersed into the culture. It means that you're able to build community. It means that you, you can get a sense of belonging. You can feel safe. You can provide. It will help you to understand laws and politics and so on. And so it's really, really important that people are able to understand what's involved in this and how to do this correctly in order to, in order to make that process a successful one for them. So with all that being said, it really does, it amazes me, it amazes me sometimes how, 
how little time people spend planning and thinking about this. Mm. Um, it amazes me how little input that people actually seek into, you know, what can I do to make this a good process? What can I do to increase my chances of being able to, to secure a job in a new country? Um, and so, you know, sometimes I, I work with clients from all over the world, actually being able to work as a freelance job coach. It's, it's been a blessing, actually, because people contact me from everywhere. And um, it always makes me laugh. I will, I'll occasionally will get the call like, I need help. I've got an interview. Or I've got this situation coming up. And I'm like, great. You know, when is it? Oh, in two days. What? <laughs> Why would you do that? Why would you give yourself the least amount of time possible? Because then you're like, OK, quick, what can we do in this time to really help you? Whereas actually, if you give yourself more time, then there's so much more that we can we can do to, to support you. Um, there's a great quote that I like by the author Stephen Covey. He's the author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And in his book, he says, start with the end in mind. So that's probably one of the first things I would advise your listeners is if someone's thinking about leaving their country and come, to, come into a country like Canada, then start with the end in mind. Start by thinking, what would be the ideal job that I would love to land in Canada? And then you, you plan backwards, you break down the steps that are needed to help you get there um but you start with the end and then you plan backwards fantastic you know in addition to what you're saying there's a friend of mine who uh, used to say this uh years ago and i just remembered as you were talking through that and he was like once you decide on what job that or what what you're looking for uh go online and start looking through job searches you know and uh, absolutely at least start seeing what diplomas are they requesting for? What are some of the requirements? So that could be part of your plan. I hope that was not your next step. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ayo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me shut my mouth. All right, go ahead. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. Um, you are absolutely right. So for example, if I was working with one of your audience, that's the sort of thing that I would be telling them and helping them to think about. So I would say, start with research. Again, if you can do this well, you are saving yourself time and headache in the long run. So look at things like exactly like what you're saying, look at job titles in your chosen sector. How are they different um, compared to, you know, the job titles where you're based now? Do does a, a support worker in your country, does it mean the same thing as a support worker in Canada? Evaluate the language that's used. Look at the requirements. Study the job descriptions. Um, are you doing the same thing or are you doing different things? Is it more complex? Is it easier? Does it require more education and training? You know, understand which companies are hiring and how do they hire? Do they hire directly or do they use recruiters? If they use recruiters, who are these recruiters? Where are they based? Is it one recruiter for all different fields or do they have specialities? You know, you need to know your salary expectations. What do you need to live comfortably in a country like Canada? You know, and, or what is the minimum salary that you could take in the worst case scenario? Where are these jobs, the jobs that you would like to apply for? Where are they where are they placed? What location? You know, how will you travel there? Um, is it easy to travel there? What are the perks and incentives that come with the companies and the jobs that you want to apply for? Do they, do they offer support with immigrations? Do they offer support with visas? 
you know, do they offer gym membership or, I mean, whatever it is, these are some basic questions that you need to have answers to as you are beginning to search for jobs. And what you're doing is you're creating a, you're creating a profile for the type of companies and for the type of jobs that you want to apply for. Mm-hmm. Does that make it. sense? I, I, yeah. Yes, it does. I don't want to prompt anything else. I don't <laughs> into, your, into your next steps. Um, but I like that. Thanks for sharing that. So it's not just about, like you're saying, it's not just about, okay, this is what I want to do. But even as I apply for these different companies, it'll be great to dive deeper into who the company is and, and, and what they do. Exactly. Listeners, please, you don't want to apply for a job at a company where the culture is terrible, mm-hmm. the people are demeaning, and the mm-hmm. fact that you're an immigrant, you're going to spend more time trying to convince people that you know what you're doing than actually doing your job. Many of us have gone through that. There is just nothing worse than that. So you want to always ensure that you are looking for or applying for an organization uh, where you will be valued. And there are ways that you can do that, uh, by the way. I'm sure Eunice is going to cover things of finding out more about, about those types of things. But I've been there. There are many people that have been there. Yes, you're going to survive and take care of the bills and handle all those things. However... Mm -hmm. By the time you leave that place, you're coming out scarred and bruised. Yeah, yeah. Ego has been attacked and uh, your intellect has been attacked in so many other areas. And yes, you've survived, but a piece of you has has died and has been lost in that place. And you don't want to do that. Uh, Any thoughts on that, by the way, Eunice? Yeah, I love that. I mean, between my husband and I, you know, we've got like 30 years experience in the workforce. And um, again, also with my professional network, it's these stories of how, you know, you go in with high hopes, but having not done your homework, you know, you're, you're coming out bruised and it's traumatizing. It really, really is. And it doesn't need to be, you know, um, and it's it's so hard because when you are an immigrant coming into a new country there's a lot there can be a lot of like negative associations and things that that can make it harder for you but again this is why it's so important to do your research and I'm I'm always talking to my clients about you know if you understand what it is that you are going into, then you will know how to position yourself in the best way, position yourself to make you stand out, but also to, to be able to, to highlight the value that you are going to bring and add to this organization. Mm. And so think of, uh, think of every organization as, as, as a person, right? So you've got these different organizations and they're, they're all like people with their different traits and characters and personalities um and so you want to work for a place that is aligned close to 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 you and how you are and when you're reading the job specification the the job description when you're looking at the company website all of this stuff that you're supposed to be doing in the first part and the research part you're picking up clues you're picking up hints and tips about the culture about the type of person this company is and all of these as I said you're forming a profile of the type of company that you want to work for it's all of these that come together to help you make that decision because you want to land a job that you will be able to 
to add value. You want to land a job that you can do well in. You want to land a job that will fulfill you. You want to land a job that you can grow in and can meet your needs. You want to land a job that will help you to feel successful and not one that you're like coming into and you're just, you're trying to survive, you know, especially when you're new and when you're new in a country, there's so many other things that's, you know, that's going on it, trying to get your head around. You don't need that, that stress of, man you know work is hard and I'm hating this but I've got to stay because I need a job or I need the money or I've got nowhere else to go I don't you know you just you don't want that so mm-hmm. you know I absolutely yeah I agree with that it's so important to to do that homework um yeah Fantastic. Shall I continue <laughs> yeah sure. go, go right ahead go right ahead <laughs> I'll just get through the, this next bit and then um yeah, you can ask me any questions if you want. But in addition to researching, you really want to study as we're, as we're talking about. You want to find examples of jobs within your chosen sector. Um, and again, like I'm saying, study the language, the requirements, the experience, the skill set that they're asking for. Um, and like exactly what I've said before, you're, you're looking at this. So you're learning how to position yourself as the ideal candidate um, within this sector. And you're doing this way before, you know, planning to move. Um, you want to study the companies that you want to work for. You want to have a look at things like, you know, where are their areas of weakness and how can I help them achieve their goals? Again, this helps you to position yourself as coming with a unique opportunity for them. So, for example, just off the top of my head, you've got a company that, you know, they're mainly a Canadian company, but they're looking to branch out and grow in this area. But actually, they're not represented in the country that you're from. You know, when you're applying for a job, you want to be you want to be adding this language. Like, I know that you're looking to grow by X amount of percent. Well, this is what I would help you with. You know, I, I'm, I'm coming from a country where your product would fit so nicely, but it's all about how we market and how you know, we can bring this audience to you and and how your product can be introduced to this audience. And this is where I can help you. This is how I can help you to grow in this area. I'm, 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 I'm seeing that you want to grow in this age group. Well, I've just come from, in my own country, I, I've worked for an organization where we marketed specifically to this age group. So this is how I can use this knowledge to help you achieve your grow, your goals of growing you know, by this amount over the next five years. So it's understanding as you're doing your research, you're studying, it's understanding who these companies are, you know, all the questions that I've said before, but how can you place, how can you position yourself and your background and where you're coming from in a way that is attractive to these companies in a way that helps them to meet their goals. Um, And when you do that, you're not, the immigrant that's coming in that's looking for a job you're the person who has a solution to their issue with growth you're the person who has a solution to them not knowing how to market to a more diverse audience Mm. you're the person who is actually helping them to to um to achieve whatever their goal projections are for the next five years or so on and it's knowing how to do this that makes the difference and gives you that competitive edge which I believe will you know that's what that's what we want to see when I've been hiring people. That's that's what I want to see. I want to see who's the candidate's going to help me do do what I need to do the best, you know. Um, yeah. And so these are the things that I would be advising your listeners to be thinking about, to be looking at, to be, you know, put, putting 
profiles of companies together um, and then planning based with, with this information, planning ahead um, rather than just thinking about moving and, and hoping that it would all work for the best once they arrive in Canada. Fantastic. I, I, I love what you're talking about. I, I, I think this is so powerful. I wanted to just quickly jump in and I hope this is not linked. <laughs> if it is, I promise I'm going to shut up, move it forward. I'm going to say anything else, Eunice. Um, so uh, number one, I remember the first job that I received in Canada, I met someone and he said, oh, you should meet my mentor uh, because mm-hmm. I said, oh, this is what I did in Nigeria. This is what I would like to do in Canada. And his mentor did that thing. You know, it was in the consultant industry that I wanted to be in. Right. He introduced me to his uh, mentor. I went over to his mentor's office to have a conversation and I just talked about the things that I did back home, you know, and as the conversation went on, I did not know this, but looking back now, the things that I said that I did and the problems that I was quote unquote solving was exactly the problem that they were having in that organization. And right. literally a conversation to go get advice, like an info conversation turned into a job interview impromptu. Mm-hmm. And I was offered a position literally a wow. week later. And there was no, they were still thinking of offering that job position to some, you know, like, let's think about it. Let's create a job description. But mm-hmm. then I came in and suddenly I'm starting a job that was not even advertised or hadn't been approved yet yeah. uh, at that point. Why? Because I was speaking to a pain that the organization was going through. Although yeah. I didn't know that I was then. Yeah. And some lady had talked about the importance of writing a pain letter. Um, And um, I'll I'll send some details across to people to be able to read. But uh, her name is Liz Ryan. And she talks about how find out what the pain the organization is going through. Send a letter or some sort of code email to the hiring manager. And I tried this when I was doing my job search. And it actually improved my prospects by about 40% of them responding to me directly and saying, oh, send me your resume yeah. uh, just to look through it. And then now I'm not in the ATS. My resume is in front of the hiring manager. And then it was able to get me act- an actual interview, which I thought was yeah. If you were going to talk about that, I'm just going <laughs> to... Oh, no, no. no, 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 no. I wasn't, I wasn't actually going to talk about that. But I, I love that, Io. Um, and that is 100% correct. When I'm looking over people's CVs and cover letters, so exactly what I'm telling your audience, it's exactly that. You're not just saying, I want a job because I'm a hard worker, because I, you know, I work well as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, when I see applications like that, when I read CVs and cover letters like that, I just I roll my eyes because who isn't a hard? Of course, you're going to tell me that you're a hard worker. Who isn't? You know, like that's not what we want to hear. What I want to hear is how are you going to help me do my job better? How are you going to help me achieve the goals that we have over the next five years? How are you going to help us address this issue, this pain point that we have in the organization? The minute a candidate starts talking to me from that perspective, I'm sat up because your success is my success, right? If you're going to come in and you're going to help me do my job better, You've got my attention. And you would be amazed 
by how many doors are opened, how easy the, um, the application process is for candidates who are able to present themselves in that way. All of a sudden, this, you know, four step application process becomes, let me give you a call. Let's talk about this in more detail. And I see this happening all the time. Wow. And this is this is why I'm saying it's so important to do the work in the beginning. Mm. Don't just think I'm going to come to Canada and find a job. Please do not do that. Sit down and plan your steps. Who do you want to work for? What do they need? You know, all the questions that I've said previously. And then how are you going to position yourself so that you are the most attractive candidate for this type of company, for this type of job role? And honestly, if you're going to do, if you are able to do that and do that well, it, it will transform the experience that you will have, um, you know, applying for any job in any country and anywhere. Um, okay, Eunice, can you walk us through what are some of the, um, some other things that we can do during the job search process? Sure. Um, another thing, actually, it's something that I'm currently working on at the moment that will be ready for your for your audience you know we live in this digital age and if people do not have um a profile on um on a site like linkedin then i would strongly recommend that your listeners um create a profile on linkedin and mm. i'll tell you why so linkedin is a site that specifically is designed to support career development mm -hmm. um and I don't know if people know, but there are literally thousands of recruiters on LinkedIn whose job it is, is to search for candidates every day through LinkedIn. They want to find people. They're paid on commission to find people. So why not make life easier for them and for you by making it easier for them to find you? And I'll tell you a story. I was literally speaking to a colleague of mine um, a few weeks ago who was headhunted through LinkedIn. And she was able, and because she was headhunted, she was able to negotiate a promotion. And this meant going from um, just earning five figures. I say just, but you know, yeah, just earning a comfortable five figures to um, earning high six-figure salary. And she did this through LinkedIn without having to fill in any application for forms and without a lengthy um, interview process. They loved her profile. They loved the way she presented. They loved the things that she did. And she was exactly what you were saying. You know, the doors opened for her. Mm. Um, and this is happening all the time. And the crazy thing is, in her own words, this, this, these are her own words, um, she's not even the most amazing worker. Um, she just knew how to successfully position herself. Wow. You know, one of the things that your audience needs to be doing is to grow their network. Hmm. Um, if you are thinking about coming to emigrate into a country like Canada, you know, again, once you look for these, these companies that you want to apply for, mm -hmm. you know, follow them on LinkedIn, find out the recruiters that work in, in partnership with them. You know, again, there's thousands of recruiters on there, get to know them. You need to optimize your profile so that you can be found by these people. Mm -hmm. And I promise you it works. People will find you and they will literally present opportunities to you because they are paid to find people like you. Mm -hmm. um, 
so when I realized this me and my husband we started to we're we're almost finished we've been testing it out because we want to make sure it's absolutely correct but um we are creating uh, a LinkedIn automation optimization PDF. So it's a, a very easy to use download, downloadable guide that takes you through exactly what you need to do to be seen and to be a, to be attractive to recruiters. So you know to make your profile stand out, to make it easier for them to contact you. Um, it comes in with a bundle of um, everything that I've been talking about, how to properly search for jobs how to apply for them we've got cv templates and guides and cover letters literally everything that you need comes together with this bundle um but i would say access resources like that this is linkedin is it's it's a no-brainer it's a free site figure out how you use it properly and and let it let a site like that help you in your job search especially when you're coming in new um to a country like Canada if that's not where you're from um you know go on there to grow your network go on there so that people are knowing about you and hearing about you and excited about you even before you've moved introduce yourself to companies and recruiters using LinkedIn um I would encourage everyone who's listening who does not have a profile to set up a profile and if your profile is not optimized then you need to look at how you can optimize that or go onto the workers journal you can see our downloadable pdf um our guide and use that to make sure that your profile is is optimized um so we've been tinkering around with this and i kid you not i literally last week i'm not even looking for a job because i've i'm this is what I do for full time, but I was contacted by a recruiter who actually, you know, is offering me a position. Um, And it's, it's really cool. They're a big IT company and they want somebody to come in and help them kind of transform their recruitment process. And so, I mean, Mm. I'm talking to them because I've got to figure out if I can fit that in with what I'm doing now, but I wasn't even looking, I, I wasn't even searching, but from doing these few things and, um, and following the guide that we put together, I was just amazed by that this is happening all the time. So why not take advantage of something like this? So this is what I would definitely say is another big thing that your audience need to do is, you know, really look at their profile um, and, and look at how that is optimized. The information that's on there, make sure it's optimized for the jobs, the careers, the companies that they're looking for. Now, you've used the word optimized a few times. Uh, can you break that down? What exactly does optimize mean? Especially that's, talking about LinkedIn. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so there's some key features that need to be turned on. Um, I'm, there's there's a, some key features that need to be turned on. And so, first of all, you've got to make sure that these are turned on. Um, but in addition to that, it's things like, again, So if you've done the research properly in the first step, it's understanding what are the keywords that are used for the industry that you're in, for the for the job, um, the job role that you want. What are those keywords? What are the the keywords that need to be highlighted in your profile throughout your profile to make you stand out? That's one of the main things. And so every every industry will have its set of buzzwords that they will need to see um it's also thinking about how you structure your linkedin profile so what we're learning is that there is a way to structure your profile it's things about 
Do you have an image on there? Um, you know, and under the image, what's the description that describes you? So you should have your current job title, but then you should also have the type of job role that you're looking for. You should make sure that you actually click to say that you are looking for jobs. Um, people will create a profile, but won't tick that they're searching for jobs. So there are a number of, there are a number of key things that helps your profile to be optimized, which makes it easier for recruiters when they're looking for candidates. So um, the way that I'm understanding how the platform works is if a, if a recruiter is looking for somebody in sales, um, they will have a set list of words, a set list of skills and experiences mm -hmm. that come within that job field that mm -hmm. they will type in on their end of LinkedIn, and it will literally bring up candidates who have those words, those skills, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is, these candidates come up if they have clicked that they are looking for work. And then a recruiter will scour through these candidates and look at studying your profile because that's all they have. Looking at, okay, who can I contact to, um, to start that conversation with them? And mm -hmm. so, you know, and, the amazing thing about using a platform like LinkedIn and being found by a recruiter is if they like you, they do half of the negotiation for you, right? So if you're going in and you're saying, look, I actually really need this type of salary um, for me to be able to consider this. Mm -hmm. And they, they, they've scoured and you're, you've, found, you've come up as like the top candidate. They're going to be going back and saying, look, this person is amazing, but they need this type of salary. What can we mm -hmm. do? They're actually going to be doing that negotiation part for yeah. you. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they are paid based on you being able to get this job. And so they do half of the work for you, which is why, you know, using a platform like LinkedIn is a no brainer for me. Use it correctly and it will help you and do this months a year before, you know, whatever you, the time frame is before you move to Canada, you know, start having these conversations, start introducing yourself, start making sure that you are positioned in the best way um, to make that transition as easy as, as it can be for you. Mm. And so that's LinkedIn is a huge one. Um, again, if people want to know more, um, I'll leave my contact details below. But I mean, if you go to the Workers Journal and you go to our contact us page you can get in touch with me and ask questions I'll be happy to help you can also you know purchase our LinkedIn optimization guide and that has everything in it it, it takes it through step by step is very very easy to follow um, and for your audience I we're offering 10% off they just need to put io10 at checkout for 10% off any of the bundles that we have on um on our on our site but that's something I would definitely encourage people to do. And in addition to that, you know, we all, like you were sharing about your, your story, we know people. If you've known people that have moved to Canada, you know, ask to meet with them and to talk to them, ask them about their process. Um, if you've moved to Canada and you're struggling to find a job, um, you know, volunteer, um, find a local group or a church or find some way that you can get around community and talk to people, start asking for advice, start asking for help, start getting to know people. Um, because again, like what you shared in your story, you'd be amazed at who knows somebody who knows somebody that has a job um, or, you know, who can um, through volunteering offer you a reference or 
you know, a character reference through this group that you belong to. So again, thinking about growing your network online, but also offline as well. Um, and, and getting people around you to, to help you. Fantastic. You've shared some really, really powerful, powerful nuggets um, on, on, on that question. So please, every single person, as you're listening to this, go back and optimize your LinkedIn uh, profiles. Uh, another question, uh, you, you, you were talking about this earlier, you alluded to it, but I just wanted you to spend some time on it. You talked about, you know, when a recruiter is recruiting for a role, they start to look at keywords and um, they plug that in. How can I, as the job searcher or the job seeker, I guess, know those keywords and phrases so I can plug it in across my LinkedIn profile, possibly my resume as well, so at least uh, it could jump out when they're searching for it? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. It's, it's hard to tell you if you are just, if you are kind of every, every month or every few weeks, just, um, you know, lazily just looking at jobs and, Mm. oh, I like this. I like this title. Oh, you know, if you're kind of doing that, it's hard to do that. But if you follow the advice that I'm given, if you're studying this, Mm. you will start to see patterns and links. You will start to see within your industry, what are the terms and words that keep coming up? You will see this. Even as you go on a company's website, Mm. as you look on that, the job specification, as you look at the role description, there will be terms and phrasing that they will use over and over again. There will be a picture that they're trying to sell, a message that they're trying to sell, a point that they're trying to get across. Mm-hmm. And um, you, you'll start to you'll start to see this and you'll start to pick it out. It's really hard to explain because un- unless you're doing this all the time, it's something that you know once you start doing something a lot your your eyes like kind of tune into it really easily so I can look at yeah I can I can when candidates you know when clients I work with send me their you know CVs and stuff I'm always say I do the research for them so I'm saying give me the the company's details Mm -hmm. and I go on there and within you know the 30 minutes of going on there I'm like okay this is where they're trying to go these are the words that you need to be trying it's it's something you just have to practice and this is why I'm saying do the research, start the work beforehand, because it will make it so much easier. You will understand, um, you know, what what the you know what what the company needs to hear or needs to see in your application for you to get that, you know, to be moved on to the next process. Another thing that you can you can do, and this very much depends on the industry, is you'll have you have some companies who are at the top of the game, their game, they're like the benchmark company. And then you'll have a load of other companies underneath who are all trying to get to where the benchmark company is. Mm -hmm. And what you can do is you can find out who that benchmark company is Mm -hmm. and you can look at what they are doing and the language that that they're using. Mm -hmm. And then you can start to mirror some of this in your application form, in your profile. Mm -hmm. If the companies below again, through reading their, you know, their websites to looking at their like mission statements, their vision um, statements and things like that. If they're all trying to aspire to where this benchmark company is, then you can start taking some of the ideas from the benchmark company and and incorporating that into into your application forms, into your profiles. And then automatically you're 
you're going in the direction that they want to go into. And so you, you become an attractive candidate by doing things like that. But it's something you really have to practice. There is no shortcuts. You know, you've got to become the expert in in this for yourself. Um, and and once you do, it'll be so it's easier to spot these things and to know what it is that you need to put in. Fantastic. That is wonderful. So we've, um, usually we would squeeze so many topics into one hour, but I like what we've done here where we separated this out and really just dove deep and just providing these valuable tips for people. And I do appreciate this, Eunice. Um, Any other tips that you feel could really separate uh, people from other job seekers? Yeah, I'll give, um, and again, I know we're going to have more conversations. And so I'm going to leave lots of stuff for your, for your listeners in our, our part two. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll give this kind of final advice, you know, as, as you're planning and as you're waiting, don't wait in vain. Um, and what I mean is, you know, really think about how you can grow your knowledge. Knowledge is power. Why? Because you don't know what you don't know. Um, and so I've actually written a blog post on, on our site, The Worker's Journal, about the five books that I think anyone who is serious about growing their professional development should read this year. Mm. Because it opens up your mind. Reading opens up your mind to new ideas, new cultures, new way of life, what it means to be excellent at what it is that you're trying to pursue. And so while you're waiting, mm-hmm. read. While you're waiting, engage in content and information about Canada, about working, you know, in the corporate world or whatever the sector is, about all sorts of things. Just read and um, really be mindful about how you use your time. Really think about what you can do to grow your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, moving to a new place is hard. And once you move, there's not always that time because it's so it's so overwhelming. There's so many things to think about. Um, you know, I'll just share a story. When, when I was in my early 20s and I was dating my now husband, um, my husband lived in Norway and I'm from the UK um, and we had a long distance relationship, but I decided to take a gap year from work and move to Norway for a year. And so I had saved up money and I was like, okay, I'm going to, yeah, move to Norway and I'll just live off my savings and that will be great. Um, but I had no idea how expensive Norway was. And mm-hmm. so I moved and I think I burnt through my savings in like four or five months. Um, and obviously I didn't know anything about like careers or anything like that then. So I found myself in this very, very expensive country suddenly needing to find a job and not having a clue what I was going to do Hmm. um and I just remember like realizing oh my gosh I've got no money um and not wanting to be like a burden on anybody and not wanting to go back home just the fear and the anxiety that that you know that I felt at like not having this figured out and not knowing what to do and I mean my situation wasn't terrible because I could easily like I'd saved up enough money for like a flight back home and so I could easily just book a flight and go back home and I would be fine mm-hmm. but you know that wasn't my plan um and so just feeling afraid every day of like how am I going to manage in this situation it's such it's such a terrible way to live you know it's such a terrible feeling to have that 
that if you can plan and you can be prepared and you can put as many things in place before you move to a place, um, it, it, it makes all the difference. Um, so luckily I had a really great network of people and like you were sharing, I spoke to a few people and ended up, you know, working as like a nanny. And that was really cool because it came with accommodation and free food and, oh, nice. and money. Yeah. So I was sorted for a year, but like, man, you know, how different that would be if that wasn't in place. But it, it made me think in preparing for this, you know, just the importance of people being prepared because it takes that that stress away, especially if you're moving and there are people depending on you, there are people mm-hmm. needing you to, to be successful in your new country. Um, you know, why take that risk? Why not be prepared um, and make that move a success? Fantastic. Fantastic. You know, I am, uh, I want to say thank you for this. Uh, this was very enlightening. This was a great eye opener. My challenge for every listener as you're listening through this, don't just listen, walk away and say, oh, that was a great podcast. I would like you to listen, sit down, uh, pull together your action points and then get to work. Uh, This is not something just to uh, enlighten you. This is something to uh, add value to your life, uh, to your career and to that job that you're to, to help you acquire that job that you're, you're seeking for and reach out to Eunice. Hey, this is something that I gained from the podcast. Uh, this is something that I'm learning. This is something that I tried, uh, any ad- idea on, uh, on how I can tweak this. And I'm sure Eunice is going to charge you, um, <laughs> for, for, for that, but, Hopefully, well, you'll be able to have some sort of conversation. But go ahead. Absolutely, absolutely. I do charge for my services 100%, but I'm always happy to help people. So don't let that be a barrier. If you have a question that you want to ask, if you've been trying something that doesn't work, do get in contact with me. Again, you can reach me at theworkersjournal.com, go to our contacts page, send me a message. I reply to the messages personally. I will get back to you. I'm always happy to offer information to help people. Um, You know, check out our blog posts. We have got um, a lot of content that we post every week. We're going to be posting a lot more stuff about just um, the job searching, um, interviewing process. I think there's an excellent blog on there say excellent because I I wrote it but uh, excellent blog on there (laughs) (laughs) about (laughs) about it's very detailed I remember it took me so long but it's very detailed blog posts about the interviewing process it breaks Mm. down you know how to answer specific questions it breaks I mean there's just so much information on there go and read the content um like I said there's no shortcuts to this if this is something that you want to do and it's important for you put the working um you know we've got our we'll have our bundle up on there um by the time this podcast come comes out but there's you know again my I've, I've got an ebook coming out on the interviewing process I mean there's just will be a ton of things on there that you can access you don't have to do this alone you don't have to struggle alone there is information out there there are people like myself out there who'll be happy to help um there are resources on our site that you can use there's a your a network of people I'm sure that you know if you put your mind down and 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 plan this there'll be people around you who want to help have done this before can offer insight um 
but do do the work and plan. Like I said in the beginning, start with the end in mind, plan backwards. What is it that you want to achieve? And then what are the steps in between that you need to take? But do reach out and, and let me know if you want um, any more help and I'd be happy to help. Fantastic. Eunice, thank you so much for being a part of uh, today's show. I really do appreciate it. This was awesome. This was really, really good. Thank you so much. Oh, brilliant. It's been my pleasure, Io. Thank you for having me. And remember, this is a career series that we're working on, and this focus is getting you a job, and we're walking through the entire process. Eunice is going to take this nice and slow. We're not going to rush through this at all. We're just going to be working uh, and walking through this process step by step. So the next part of this podcast series Uh, We're looking at the interview. Uh, We're probably going to start with the phone interview, your phone screening process, the actual interview. And then we're going to look at the negotiation piece. You're getting the call back and uh, (laughs) an offer is coming. And by the way, let us know when that does happen. That is always great news to hear about. And as you walk through that, um, we're going to... um, we're going to just talk through that last piece of how do you ensure that you're getting the best uh, when it comes to uh, salary negotiation. And that goes beyond just money. Uh, yeah. I have a friend who has seven weeks of vacation. I have no idea how she has seven <laughs> weeks of vacation from an organization. I am jealous out of my mind. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm traveling for the next four weeks. And I'm just like, screw you. I'm just joking. But negotiation well if you can get it absolutely why not why hey not? i i don't think i have the confidence to ask anybody for seven weeks of vacation <laughs> but she was able to do it i was through my words because in my mind i'm like oh, that's not even possible but she was able to figure it out and that's just powerful so yeah we'll look at vacation as well um so thank you once again it's been a pleasure i really truly thank enjoy this time with you Brilliant. Thank you, Ayo. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Why don't you do us a favor and share this podcast with a friend or colleague? The Immigrant View is brought to you by ImmigrantsNetworks.com. Hi, I'm Nick Narani, founder and CEO of Immigrant Networks. Listen, if you're an immigrant or an international student looking to find a job and expand your network in Canada, Immigrant Networks is for you. Immigrant Networks, we say networking to get working it is a community built by immigrants just like you to help you overcome one of the biggest challenges that immigrants have when they come here and that is finding and retaining a job visit our website today and get matched within days with someone from your profession and learn and grow immigrant networks networking to get working music provided by bentsound.com